0: Welcome to the Eric
1: Erickson Show Podcast, Hour 1. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, and it's an open line Friday. It's 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program today, you're more than welcome. So I've gone viral on the internet. I have gone viral on the internet. Didn't mean to. I admit... It is easier to go viral on the series of tubes known as the internet when you criticize Republicans than Democrats, particularly when you're a Republican criticizing Republicans. And I did, and it's kind of exploded, but I stand by what I wrote. I have come out against poo-flinging monkeys. Monkeys flinging poo. I am against them. And apparently, that's what we've got in charge of the United States House of Representatives. They have taken back the House of Representatives. They may hold a two to three seat margin of victory. And what was their first official announcement of things they would do? It was not investigate the border, it was not investigate the FBI. It was not investigate ESG. It was not investigate uh, the environmentalists obstructing oil and gas in this country. It was not investigating the IRS. It was not investigating anything that could persuade independent voters. It was, in fact, investigating Hunter Biden. And they're spinning it as, well, it's really an investigation into Joe Biden. What did he know and when did he know it? Trust them, they say. Also, they will repeal Obamacare. (laughs) What a bunch of idiots. Now, I need you to listen to me because some of you are going to be mad at me, and I need you to listen to all of the context. You are allowed to be mad at me, but you must listen to the full context. I admit many of you listening right now are fired up about this. You love the idea they're going to go after Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. They're going to do to the Bidens what they did, to what the Democrats did to Trump. They're going to investigate the family. They're going to investigate Joe Biden. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's dig in. I myself confess I'm fine with an investigation into the Bidens. But you made it priority number one. Here's the problem. All of you listening who are in the praise the Lord, hallelujah, can't wait for them to uncover all the shenanigans. Camp would vote for them anyway. There's not a single damn independent in America who heard that announcement yesterday and thought, oh, doggone it, I can't believe I voted for the Democrats in November. I really should have voted for the GOP because now they're going to investigate Hunter and I want to be on that team. No! The American people rejected the pooflinging on election night. They said they want responsible adult American Republicans in charge. They love conservatives. They hate the GOP. And what did the GOP do? Come in and say, well, by God, our priority number one is we're going to investigate the Bidens, Hunter Biden. It's irresponsible. Republicans had big gains in New York State, they even had big gains in Arizona. Outside of Kerry Lake and Blake Masters, Republicans did very well in Arizona. They ran on local issues and they tied it to the big picture issues of economy and crime, and they won. And so their first big act is to investigate the Bidens. Here's a dirty little secret. You may not know this, but Americans believe Washington's already corrupt. Americans believe the Republicans and Democrats are all corrupt. They already believe this. You're not going to persuade them no matter what you find because they're going to be like, yeah, so? But Republicans lost 13% of their own voters in the general election and a majority of independent voters. This is the first election in five where independent voters sided with the party in power. And the areas of the country where the independents sided with the GOP overwhelmingly were areas where the GOP wasn't throwing poo at the left. They weren't trying to own the libs. They were focused on the economy and crime. It's a stupid thing to do. Now, some of you are out there say, well, it's a divided Congress. All they can do is investigate. Okay, so how about you investigate FTX and its ties to the Democrats? Way more Americans lost money through FTX than through Hunter Biden's laptop. How about investigating the Biden administration's collusion with environmentalist groups start energy production? Or wait, 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 wait. How about a special committee created to investigate the partisanship at the FBI that everybody now sees with their own eyes? How how about that? (laughs) Department of Education collaborating with school boards to find parents terrorists, the border. They actually announced today they're going to do that one. Why didn't they announce that one first? I mean, all of these are better than signaling that this is payback and we have no real agenda and we didn't learn anything from what happened on election night. The American public, they really don't want the poo flinging monkeys in charge. Now, I realize there's a segment of poo flinging monkeys who want on the left, who who sit on Twitter all day, banging on their keyboard and literally get nothing accomplished, but feel like, oh, I'm owning the libs, I'm accomplishing something. No, the hell you aren't. You haven't persuaded a single person throwing poo at the left doesn't persuade independent voters to come over to your side. They announced today they're going to investigate the border. They're going to summon Mayorkas. That's a good thing. Why wasn't that the first hearing announced? Why didn't you make that number one? They needed to send a signal on day one that they received the voter's message that they would focus on the economy, they'd focus on energy, they'd focus on crime, they'd focus on the border, they'd focus on education. And the very first thing they did is, oh, we're going to own the lives by going after the Bidens. And here's bottom line for you. All of you who think it's ridiculous that I'm pointing this out, you're going to vote for them anyway. Course, you love it. You absolutely love it. I kind of like it too. But we were already on their team. Meanwhile, they lost 13% of the GOP and a majority of independents. What are they going to do to get them back? A stunning revelation the Bidens are corrupt. No. Oh, are they going to impeach? They don't have the votes. Now, the one thing this will do is having the the poo-flinging monkeys in charge of the House GOP will allow a Republican governor to run against Washington in its entirety, not just the Democrats, but the GOP as well. You're going to have a Republican governor pull a Trump 2016, except be anti-establishment. Trump really wasn't that anti-establishment. Sure, he was a bull in the China shop, but he never really did anything to fundamentally disrupt Washington, D.C. My gosh, he backed Kevin McCarthy. you're going to be able to have a Republican governor run and say, look at Washington. It's not serious. Neither the Republicans nor the Democrats are serious. I'm serious. Here's what I've done in this state. Look at my record. They can attack Republicans in Congress for the cheap thrills. They get nothing done. But Eric, they said it's about Joe, not Hunter. They mean it this time. They're serious. As serious as they were when they said they would repeal Obamacare. I mean, I know there are people out there like, we're going after Lon Biden. We're going to take Brandon down. Let's go, Brandon Hunting. woo Yeah, but you're actually not going to get anything done. And the voters you need to grow the majority aren't going to come with you over stunts like this. Ladies and gentlemen of America, can I make a point for you, please? Can I, can I make one profound point for you? Those of you who are excited that the Republicans are going to investigate the Biden administration, they're going to investigate the Biden family corruption, that's right. Republicans are going to investigate the Biden family corruption. They're going to see if they have ties to human trafficking. They're going to see if they're money launderers. They're going to look at the grift, the graft, the greed, and corruption of the Biden family. They're going to use Hunter Biden laptop to do it. And all the seal clappers are out there. Oh, this is wonderful. And then let me tell you what's going to happen. Here's the punchline. While you are distracted by the shiny object of a Biden family investigation, Republicans in the House of Representatives will pass a continuing resolution with the Democrats to continue growing government. They will pass legislation to increase the debt ceiling. And they will pass a National Defense Authorization Act. That allows women to be drafted into the military. And you'll be distracted by the committee hearings and the seal clapping. This is a distraction to distract the Republican base from the betrayals that are coming. You want this itch scratched. Oh, I know you do. I hear from Republicans all the time. They got to go get Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's already under a federal investigation and probably going to be prosecuted. This investigation will obstruct that investigation and drag it out. But your itch will be scratched for now. And while you are looking down at the part of your body that is itching and you're scratching it with a Hunter Biden investigation, the Republicans are going to betray you policy-wise. And they will say... Well, all we can do is investigate. Now, I am old enough to remember when the Republicans were willing to shut down the government to get their way. They got sequestration, meaningful day of cuts to the budget. They were able to get a balanced budget with Bill Clinton. They were able to extract concessions from the Democrats. They just left the government closed until the Democrats agreed to give them what they wanted. Do you think they're going to do that now? No, what they're going to tell you is, oh, if we do that, it's going to hurt us with independent voters. We can't fight with a government shutdown. It's going to hurt us. We have to give the Democrats an NDAA with females in the draft. We have to give the Democrats a debt ceiling increase. We have to give the Democrats a continuing resolution to keep funding stuff. We can't think different. We have to keep funding their priorities. They will make every excuse of the book. But hey, we're investigating the Bidens. If you're going to investigate, investigate smartly, please. If you're going to investigate, investigate with methods that will attract independent voters to the GOP. There's not an independent voter out there who wants you to investigate Hunter Biden. In fact, some of the newly elected Republicans from out in California have already said this is nonsense. Why is this our first message? The border is far more important. You should have made it number one. FTX is a pretty big deal. But they couldn't help themselves. They needed to fling some poo at the other side. I am against the poo-flinging monkeys being in charge. There are people who bang away at their keyboards and pontificate on conservative news networks and conservative talk radio who just want to own the libs. As long as they can make the left mad... They're okay. They feel like they're putting points on the board by making the left mad. Making the left mad does not really actually get you any votes. I would like a majority. I would like a big majority. I would like the Republicans to have enough of a majority that they can actually accomplish something and have the votes to stand up to the Democrats. They don't even have the votes right now to do a meaningful government shutdown. One or two of them can betray the whole plot. And they're not going to get there. As long as they've decided their public policy is to fling poo at the Democrats instead of actually getting anything decent done. Get me some Republicans who want to win, not just get on Fox News, and we might be able to make a difference. I want to tell you guys a little about a group I've been working with, Americans for Prosperity. Maybe you've heard of them. They're the largest grassroots network in the country fighting to expand freedom and opportunity so that we can unleash prosperity in America again. Here's what I like about Americans for Prosperity. They focus on building movements at the community level, not Washington, D.C. That's actually how I first came to know them in Georgia, helping rise up the Tea Party movement in 2010. They understand we're not going to find solutions in Washington, we got to take power out of Washington. That's going to have to come from Americans like you outside the Beltway bubble. That's why I'm excited to partner with Americans for Prosperity to provide an effective platform where we can talk to our fellow Americans and advocate for solutions to the most critical challenges facing the country. I encourage you to learn more about Americans for Prosperity by going to Prosperity.org/eric. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. It's an open line Friday. You can call in 877-973-7425. Remember your job as a listener who calls in is to make me look good. (laughs) All right. Let's go take a phone call here. Mike, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show, Mike.
0: Hey, Eric. Um, Yeah, I have a comment. I think you're right about the Republicans um, stressing the fact that they're going after Hunter Biden. But I think that what you might be missing is is that a lot of the conservatives, me and many people i talk talked to, it's not about Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. We know they're crooked. We know that Hillary has a lot of, uh, you know, skeletons in the closet. But what we don't, and, and what I wish they would have done is worded it like, let's go and let's get the FBI and the GO, DOJ uh, independent. And let's let there be equal justice for everybody. Yes, and that's- okay.
1: I, that, no, 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 Mike, the, I'm, I'm glad you said that because did. that's what they should have done. Uh, they shouldn't have said exactly. we're going to investigate the Biden family and gone after money. money. What they need is a church commission. Uh, they need a church style commission to investigate the national security apparatus and its interactions with the DOJ. Mike, thanks for that call. We're, look, we're not going to separate the DOJ from the from the presidency. You can't. It's an Article two agency. It has to be under the purview of the president. I'm obviously not calling the shots of the GOP in Washington, but I think it was a uh, rank idiocy for the Republicans. First pronouncement to be we're going to investigate the Biden family as opposed to we are going to form a select committee and fund it and fill it with staff t- to investigate the FBI and the DOJ and the national security apparatus. Democrats and Republicans both now have cause to want to investigate the FBI as a partisan operation. Remember, when James Lee Hodgkinson attempted the mass assassination of Republican members of Congress, the FBI claimed it couldn't discern a political motive. That's a true story. Democrats and Republicans alike in a bipartisan basis, blasted the FBI until they decided to change their mind. We have the Mar-a-Lago raid, conveniently timed in August. We have the Peter Struck, Lisa Page text messages, clearly showing partisans at the uh, FBI. We have all the convenient leaks from the FBI, many of which turn out not to be true over time. We've got all the information now about FBI informants being involved with different groups and and there are allegations that the fbi baited people into for example the kidnapping of gretchen whitmer and other issues there are clearly questions that are legitimate That are not fringe conspiracy questions that need to be investigated. The FBI clearly needs to be reformed. The FBI is just one aspect of the national security apparatus of this country that needs to be looked at, including its interplay with the Department of Justice and the politicization of the Department of Justice, something the media turns a blind eye to when Democrats are in charge. Why are all of these pro-life activists getting rounded up and arrested right before the election? Why did that happen when the firebombed pro-life pregnancy centers have not been investigated by the FBI. Why was that? There are lots of questions to be asked and there should be an independent uh, Frank Church style committee set up to investigate the FBI just like in the 1970s they did it to the CIA. Let conservatives be in charge of that. That should have been your day one announcement. That should have been your announcement coming out of the gate that that's what they're going to do. Instead, it's, all we're going to investigate the Bidens. We're going to throw some poo in the left's direction. We're going to own the libs. We're going to get them back for investigating the Trump family. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, and you ain't God. You should be investigating the functions of government, not the first family. And if you just can't help yourself, If you absolutely cannot help yourself and you've got to investigate Joe Biden for human trafficking and and corruption and Hunter Biden's laptop, at least prioritize other things so you're signaling to the American people you are interested in good government, good governance, and taking politics out of the deep state. That's what you should have done. You stepped on your own message to the voters who chose to go with the garbage they know than the chaos they might get you've done nothing to persuade them to come back to you politics is a game of numbers and you need more voters than the democrats and the republicans are failing on that front they've forgotten all about it they just want to own the left they've they've broken down into like a, their own bubble their own echo chamber and it's not going to go well if they don't figure it out soon Hello there, it is Eric Erickson, Nationwide, the phone number 877-973-7425. It's an open line Friday. If you want to be on the program, how's about we take a few phone calls? Let's go to Robert. Welcome to the show. Hello, how are you, sir? Good, how are you? I'm doing
0: great. I'm doing great. My point is, there's is no way Donald Trump makes it to the election. There is no way. I watched his announcement speech. I watched his his body motions. I listened for his inflection of his voice. I'm telling you, he's not in it.
1: Well, you know, they, they intentionally subdued him. They they wanted him to stay on script and on teleprompter. So it, it, it did come across as lower energy than normal. Here's the thing. Um, what I think, and Robert, thanks for the phone call. I think you can't say that definitively because myself included, many people said that in 2016 and he became president of the United States. I will, however, note that the buzz about his announcement has kind of fallen rather quickly outside of the people who are desperate to keep him alive on the left. Uh, The Lincoln Project people who make their money off of Trump want to keep Trump a thing, And they're the ones buzzing about him the most. Conservative media has already moved on. Uh, It's the New York Times still obsessed with it. They would love to make him happen a second time. They think he's the only one that Joe Biden can beat. So they want him to be the Republican nominee. I don't think you can rule him out. I don't think you can. I think those of us, myself included, who did in 2016 got it profoundly wrong. And we should be humble enough to admit it and learn from our mistakes He does have a a portion of the base that will go nowhere else. And they will probably fade away when he fades away. At the same time, we now know from the midterms, there's a portion of the Republican base that will not come home to the GOP as long as he and his candidates are there. And if these groups can't figure out a way to make it work, the Democrats stay in power. Something's got to change. That's why I think you're seeing some establishment Republicans Uh, you look at Ron DeSantis and say, we don't particularly like the guy, but he's not Trump. So we'll take him. You you guys on the right, you get what you want out of Trump from DeSantis that you get from Trump and he's not Trump. So we'll go along with him. We kind of, he's more of a known quantity. He's not establishment. He's actually pretty anti-establishment, but I think you've got these establishment guys realizing, look, we've lost already. Can we at least get something, uh, that is not Trump? And if they can... I think the GOP can really win this thing in 2024, and, and even with Trump, maybe they can if the economy is bad. But, I mean, the Democrats, it's no secret, the New York Times and MSNBC, they're the ones playing up Donald Trump, more so than any other group out there. They want to keep him. They want to help him get the nomination. They want him to be the GOP nominee again because they actually do think Biden can beat him. They were wrong about that in 2016. Biden's already beating him once, and all of Trump's candidates went down in flames in the midterm, so they're gambling it'll happen a third time. Let's go back to the phones, 877-973-7425. Tom, you're up next. Welcome to the show, Tom.
0: Hi, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. And um, there's a constitutional or a legal precedent or or doctrine or whatever. I believe this is sort of how it goes. If a law or a previous ruling of the court is overturned that was, you know, in in effect, so-called, then everything reverts back to the way it was before that, uh, like yes. in Plessy versus Ferguson compared to uh, Brown versus Board of Education. So, when Brown reversed uh, Plessy Ferguson, then everything that Plessy Ferguson was all about was undone, as if it had never been, had happened. Is that correct?
1: Yes. And then I have um, a follow-up. Yes uh, by, by and large yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't necessarily use those cases but yes when, when the court throws out a case uh, all of the precedents derived from that case immediately end.
0: okay so here's so now as you know in Georgia the Northern District federal judge just overturned or said the heartbeat law but he over versus Wade was undone. Then and his claim was Roe versus Wade was in effect, uh, you know, when when uh you know be, before it was overdone, and, and then they passed that law, so that was you know under Roe versus Wade when the heartbeat bill in Georgia was passed, so therefore it cannot stand, which you know means you got to go back to the drawing board. I think he's wrong, and here's why, because if Roe versus Wade was overturned as it was, then it was that as if Roe versus Wade never happened, and the heartbeat bill. Did not have to rely or depend one way or the other on Roe versus Wade because it never happened legally. Therefore, the heartbeat bill should stand upon, upon on, repe- on appeal. And that guy was totally wrong. Yeah. And doesn't know. So, either.
1: Tom. Uh, so it was not a federal judge. It was actually just a superior court judge in Georgia. And his argument, I read his opinion, and his argument was that when the state passes a law to do something that is illegal even if it becomes legal later, it doesn't allow that law to survive. And that Georgia passed this law when it was illegal to prohibit abortions. Therefore, even though abortion is now gone, uh, this law can't go into effect. You gotta repass it if you want it. I think it read more like a political polemic. It doesn't actually read like a legal opinion in large part because the law itself was written, designed to anticipate the end of Roe v. Wade. Um, This is a Democrat judge in Fulton County, Georgia, said that the uh, the federal courts have said Georgia's six-week fetal heartbeat ban can go in effect. And now a state-level judge in a superior court says, no, actually, it can't because it was written and passed at a time Roe v. Wade was still the law. Uh, that's they, To Tom's point, you can't really do that as a judge. There is no precedent for you to be able to do that, uh, particularly under Georgia law. So I think the judge is just plain... Uh, as a Democrat in politics, he's not playing as a judge in the judiciary, and he will be reversed by the Supreme Court in Georgia or the Court of Appeals, whichever gets it. Back to the phones, 877-973-7425. Jack, you're up next. Welcome.
0: Hi, Eric. Uh, want to get off this immediate stuff that's so disheartening. Let's look for the future. 2024, Democrats defend 23 seats. Republicans defend, defend 10 And almost none of the Republican seats are vulnerable. Yeah. And about six or seven of the Democrats are.
1: Look, um, this is one of the reasons for Republicans to go vote for Herschel Walker because it provides a extra margin of cushion and error for the GOP come 2024. Let me give you the, the seats that are up for the Senate in 2024. You've got uh, Tammy Baldwin of Wisconsin, Sherrod Brown of Ohio, Maria Cantwell of Washington, uh, Ben Carden of Maryland, Tom Carper of Delaware, Robert Casey of Pennsylvania, Dianne Feinstein of California, Kristen Gillibrand of New York, uh, Martin Heinrich of New Mexico, Maisie Hirono of Hawaii, Tim Kane of Virginia, Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota, Joe Manchin of West Virginia, Robert Menendez of New Jersey, under another federal investigation, I might add. Uh Chris Murphy of Connecticut, Jackie Rosen of Nevada, Kristen Cinema of Arizona, Debbie Stabenow of Michigan, John Tester of Montana, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, Angus King of Maryland, Bernie Sanders of Vermont, John Barrasso of Wyoming, Marshall Blackburn of Tennessee, Mike Brown of Indiana, Kevin Kramer of North Dakota, Ted Cruz of Texas, Deb Fisher of New uh, Nebraska, Josh Hawley of Missouri, Mitt Romney of Utah, Rick Scott of Florida, Roger Wicker of Mississippi. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten Republicans, two independents, and the rest are Democrats. And of those Democrats, Tammy Baldwin is in Wisconsin, a state that Republicans have done well in. Sherrod Brown is in Ohio, a state Republicans have done well in. Uh, let's see here. Joe Manchin is in West Virginia, a State Republicans done well in. John Tester is in Montana, a state Republican's done well in that's four right there. And then you add in Kristen Cinema of Arizona, Jackie Rosen of Nevada. Uh, you could even go so far as to do, for example, uh Bob Casey in Pennsylvania. You've got opportunities there. But you've got four easy picks for the GOP in states that Republicans do well in Wisconsin and Ohio. Uh, Montana um, and West Virginia. We don't even know if if Joe Manchin's going to run again. Joe Manchin's been alienating himself to a degree. So I I think the GOP moving forward actually does have a a pretty good place. Um, but if you get Herschel Walker in the U.S. Senate, Georgia, it makes it easier for the Republicans to take the majority because then they only need one seat, one seat. If everything goes wrong except one, they win. You need Republicans to vote for Herschel Walker. Even if you don't particularly care for him, you need to go vote for him. And also if you vote for Herschel Walker and it's a 50-50 Senate, the committees are 50-50, it becomes easier for Republicans over the next two years to block Democratic judges. I will take more phone calls here in a minute, but I wanna talk about something else real quick. There is a death watch for Twitter. Elon Musk has been firing a lot of people and a whole lot of workers quit because they don't want to go to work. They, they don't want to go to the office. He's profoundly shaking up the Twitter culture. They don't like it. They're quitting. I've I got to note a couple of things. It is interesting to me that much of the American press corps is more upset about Elon Musk taking over Twitter then they are the Chinese using TikTok as an intelligence operation against the American people. Occasionally, you hear reporters report stories about TikTok, but on a a near hourly basis now, some reporter is bellyaching about Twitter. These uh, members of the press corps, they're more upset about Elon Musk and Twitter than they are Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX. FTX, of course, famously sponsored a bunch of media conferences, and they're turning a blind eye to him. They're still writing puff pieces about the guy who took billions of dollars from clients. But they're upset about Musk, and they're upset about Twitter. Twitter, for a very long time, treated the American press corps as if they were a privileged group. They got blue check marks. I myself got a blue check mark. If you were a reporter for a mainstream media outlet, you could bring a lot of traffic in from your stories, and your bosses would praise you. You could build up traffic, and that gave you clout. They even had websites called Like Clout to check your clout score. How much clout do you have on social media? It's all based on Twitter. It fed the egos of the press corps. And now with Elon Musk, he's made it very egalitarian. Anybody can pay and get a blue check mark. And the media is appalled. They earned their blue check mark. It should not be forgotten that there is a healthy number of members of the press who live and play on Twitter. Who believe the freedom of the press clause of the First Amendment applies to them and not to you. They really, some of them do believe that the press is singled out in the Constitution. Not you asking questions and telling people what you find out, but the press the actual paid employees. They have become very arrogant. They've become very cloistered. And Twitter is their playground. And they do not like that it is accessible to other people now. They do not like that you can tell things on Twitter that they don't believe are true. You can tell competing facts that they leave out other stories and they really despise it. And so they're furious with Musk making it a more egalitarian playground. And they're out to destroy him. Forget about TikTok being run by the communist Chinese spying on Americans. Twitter is their playground, and Musk is disrupting it. There is a very simple rule to understand the stories that will get priority coverage in the media. Can they make themselves part of the story? With Donald Trump, Trump was always attacking the press, so it was very easy for the press to make themselves part of the story. And the result, consequently, was that you got a ton of stories about Donald Trump and his handling of the media. With Twitter, you've got Elon Musk making it very equitable. Anybody can get a blue checkmark. How are we, the members of the press, with our constitutional right to our freedom, going to push back against misinformation if the hoi polloi can get a blue check mark, How dare he allow the heathen masses to compete with us? They don't like it. They can make the story about themselves in ways they can't do a story about TikTok and the Chinese spy state. And this, my friends, is why the public does not trust them. They are more worked up about Twitter than they are FTX because FTX sponsored their conferences and they know Elon Musk never will. That's why it's getting so much coverage. It is predictable as the day is long. It's kind of pathetic, actually, to see the media go in that direction. It's very predictable, though. It is highly, highly predictable that this is the sort of thing they're going to do. They need an Eden Pure Thunderstorm to clean up the air. Take it to Twitter, they've locked down the offices, fire that thing up, get rid of the patchouli and the and the weed odors, I'm sure, that are floating around the, the offices at, at Twitter. My gosh, those bunch of hippie leftists who run the place all walking away. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm, it is an air purifier. You can leave the thing on and it traps the pollen and the dust that floats in the air. And you wipe it out, it's filterless. You don't need a filter. You don't need a subscription. You just wipe it out on occasion. It's got ionized metal plates that trap everything with static. I gotta tell you, I don't use it as that though. What I think it really just excels at is an odor eliminator. So I keep one in my suitcase when I travel And what happens is if I'm in a hotel room or a rental car, someone's been smoking or it's musty smelling or mildew smelling, I plug up the Eden Pure. You can plug it in with a USB cord or you can plug it directly into a wall and just run that bad boy. It works. It wipes out the odor. It doesn't mask it. It's not an essential oil. It actually eliminates the odor. Uh, litter box odors, smoke odors, uh, pet odors, frying odors, cooking odors, bad odors, paint smell odors. It works. What you do is go to EdenPureDeals.com. And you put in the discount code ERIC3, E-R-I-C-K-3, on the front page of the website, and you'll get three of them for less than $200. You'll save $200. You'll get free shipping. You get one for upstairs, one for downstairs, one for your RV or your suitcase like I do. I travel with it everywhere. Uh, EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC3. Hi there. I hope you guys are planning a great weekend, getting ready for Thanksgiving. I just want to remind you, please, please, if you can, text the word DONATE, To 33777 there are a lot of people who are not going to be able to afford their thanksgiving turkey this year and you can help hungry for a day provide them you can also you can text eric E R I C K to 33777 get the show notes and all that but let me let me actually spend time on this there are a lot of families that are struggling this holiday season there are a lot of people struggling with the strains of depression because they can't afford this year what they could afford last year People are struggling to make ends meet and Thanksgiving is less than a week away. If you can help in any way, shape, or form, really every dollar matters. Uh, If you can afford $40, that'll feed a family of four their Thanksgiving meal. Hungry for a Day is going to make sure they have a, a turkey and the sides for Thanksgiving. You just need to text DONATE to 33777 and you can help take care of a family in need this Thanksgiving. If you need help consider reaching out to Hungry for a Day or your local food bank. Hungry for a Day is helping local food banks stock for those in need. And most every county in the country has some place to go to help those in need or can send you in the right direction. But please, if if God's been generous to you so that you can be generous to others, please consider $40, $20, $10, whatever you can, Text DONATE to 33777. Let's provide as many families as possible with a Thanksgiving meal this holiday season uh, through Hungry for a Day. They will work with local food banks, food pantries, soup kitchens, and directly with families to make sure that those in need are able to be provided for. They do work all over the United States of America, wherever you're living, if you can afford it text donate to 33777. You can also go to ericthanksgiving.com. Eric, no S on the end, it's ericthanksgiving.com. And that will send you to the same link. If you text donate to 33777, that's the link I'm sending back to you so that you can donate if you're willing. And thank you very, very much for your consideration on this. We'll be right back.